This is Bell. This is Thirst World Problems. And I'm here to thank you for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate all your support and everything that you've done for us. We appreciate you sharing the word. We appreciate it so much that we want to save you 40%. That's right. 40% on top of already the deep discounts that Manscaped is offering you. We want you to look your best. We want you to feel your best. And we think that you using these products is going to help you. We've got a great deal. It's already 45% off. We're going to give you another 40% off on a Manscaped Performance Package. That includes the Weed Whacker for your downstairs. That includes the Lawn Mower for your upstairs. Get those nose and ears hairs all trimmed up, look proper, ready to go. That includes toner. That includes chafing and deodorant for your ball sack. That includes a mat. That includes a nice, beautiful travel bag. You can toss everything in there, as well as the most relaxing pair of boxers you'll ever wear in your life. What makes them so great, not only is the fit, but the fact that they're a free addition. If you know anything about me, it's that I love tropical drinks, and I love a great deal. So we're going to share this deal with you. Use the promo code THIRSTWORLDPROBLEMS. Use the promo code THIRSTWORLDPROBLEMS, and you're going to save yourself a boatload of money. Now, spring has sprung, and it's time for you to get fresh. So use the code THIRSTWORLDPROBLEMS. Get free worldwide shipping. Save yourself some more money on top of already the deep discount. THIRSTWORLDPROBLEMS. Manscaped. Doing a collab to help our listeners to help you right there now treat yourself treat your significant other treat your mom treat your dad treat your brother treat your sister treat anybody because manscaped products once you give them away can be enjoyed by anybody in any way shape or form manscaped thirst world this is it do yourself a favor use the code don't miss out Thanks for listening to the Thirst World Problems Podcast. For more exclusive content, follow us on Instagram at Thirst World Pod. Make sure to subscribe, like, and share. Uh, John, is there uh, anything you want to discuss or you're all open? Is there anything that's off limits? Open. Yep. Nothing off limits. Open. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. Folks, we have another edition of thirst world problems here we have a special guest john pause here who are part of the uh, two-man power trip podcast john you know uh co-hosts with a lot of legendary wrestlers like shane douglas we got jj Dillon. um you know um who else am i missing here we got uh, dutch mantel we got uh, so many other wrestlers john thank you for coming on the podcast we really appreciate it um yeah how you doing Doing good. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. You uh, you missed Kevin Sullivan and uh, Dr. Tom, too. There you go, Kevin Sullivan. That's exa- I literally just mentioned Kevin Sullivan, Dr. Tom. That's right. So, so question one, how do you balance all these with different personalities? How do you, how, like, is, is, is each podcast a little bit different, or do you just come in with the same aspect when you're co-hosting it with them? I think each podcast is definitely different. Um, you almost kind of have to be a little bit of a chameleon. You got to adapt to the guy. Some guys want to talk current. Some guys want to talk, you know, just old school. Some guys don't really pay attention to the current stuff. So you almost got to be a chameleon-like and kind of, you know, uh, 
just kind of rotate and shift around and kind of figure out which guy wants to talk about what. But, you know, you really have your central topic, which is mostly old school stuff. I think that a lot of the fans um, kind of more gravitate to, I think, as just as fans. I feel like they're more into the old school stuff, the new school stuff. But sometimes you mix in the new school flavor as well. And what about you? What are you more partial to? Is it the new school stuff, the old school stuff? I like more of the old school stuff, to be honest. I don't know. Like, I'm not one of those guys, ah, it's not as good as it used to be, or like one of those uh, bitter old fans, but I kind of like the old school stuff more. But there is a lot of stuff now, like a lot of the new school stuff uh, that I have been enjoying because I know I love Roman Reigns. I think Cody's killing it. Um, even guys in AEW, I know he's on book great, but Brian Danielson is great. Kenny Omega is great. So there is some new guys, or not new, but I mean, those guys have been wrestling for 20 years. But there is some of the, the new elements that I do really like in, in today's wrestling. The big, the big debate that's happening right now is obviously, you know, with Cody Rhodes losing, um, I, I know you're on, you know, social media quite a bit, but as well as I am, but, but a lot of people were just upset that this loss happened. And I think a lot of people don't realize it's a TV show. So how, how do you feel what's happening in, in, in wrestling these days when, you know, let's go back a little bit as well, where, you know, uh, let's, let's use the NWO when, Somebody lost. Uh, the NWO came in and ended up winning. I'm not going to use any random match here, but um, it just didn't go the way you wanted it to be. Or when you saw The Rock turn on, you know, go corporate, like those types of things where you just couldn't control and you were just upset. Do you feel like a lot of these new fans just don't know that feeling of, you know, uh, being upset over a character like what what do you why do people get so upset over these whole situations of Roman Reigns continuing Cody loss at the biggest stage what what are, what are your thoughts on that I just laugh because it's like I guess they don't really understand wrestling per se <laughs> just because Cody lost and, and they didn't see it coming that's good booking in a certain aspect I mean that's pretty creative of them because if you look at it it's like okay he lost oh but let's look at the ratings for Monday night okay it was up against the NCAA championship game and it was up and they were up so okay all right okay maybe that's an anomaly let's look at Smackdown 2.5 million oh it's way up and it's one of the highest they've had in years. So obviously him losing, Cody losing and Roman winning didn't hurt business at all. It actually helped the business. So it's like, wow, does Triple H actually know what he's doing? Oh, yeah, I think so. He's been in the business 35 years. And obviously, he, you know, father-in-law Vince knows what he's doing, too, as far as business sense. But it's just like, I don't think the fans understand just the way it works. It doesn't mean that's the end of the story. I know he wanted to finish the story at WrestleMania, meaning Cody Rose, but that doesn't mean it's the end of the story. I mean, it, it continues on, but this legendary title reign of Roman Reigns is kind of why they are doing as well as they're doing. The ratings have been going on a downward climb, or I guess you could say a downward trajectory for 20 years, and all of a sudden the last year or so, it's been up, and it's like, wow, what the hell's going on? Could be because Roman Reigns is is kicking ass, and, and real people are really starting to get behind him. Not to say he's mainstream, but he's like their big megastar, and I feel like people are really getting behind him and the bloodline, and they have an awesome story going here. So I feel like Roman Reigns wasn't ready to lose yet. 953-plus days with the title, he just wasn't ready to lose yet. So, so John, a quick question I had, uh, just your thoughts on this. I know for... There was a little bit of a chunk of time where every single decision that was going to happen at a WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, whatever main event, everyone knew about it before it was going to happen. Like when Lesnar came back or they're bringing back Goldberg or they're bringing this, everyone knew it already. Like, is that not something on the internet 
um, that people know anymore because it just surprised me. Like, for example, when, when, you know, they ended the streak or uh, Cody lost, for example, like the crowd seems very, very stunned. And to me, I, I always remember that in the last probably 10 ish years, everyone kind of knew what, what the script was already. Like, do they keep that a lot more closed down now? I would it imagine seemed, it's very tough. Yeah, it seems like certain aspects are definitely held really close to the vets. It seems like the Roman Reigns stuff definitely is because people were saying Sami Zayn was going to win. People were saying that Drew yeah. McIntyre was going to win. It just seems like the Roman Reigns stuff is very close to the chest. I know that it's Heyman and it's Reigns and it's Michael P.S. Hayes and obviously it's Triple H, but maybe it kind of doesn't leave that inner circle when a, a lot of the other stuff yeah. is just uh, other stuff does. So they've been able to keep the rain stuff really tight lipped and tight sealed because everyone was shocked that Cody didn't win. People thought Zane definitely was going to win. It's just like mm. every time they build up a really credible, good challenger, the guy loses and rain just keeps the momentum going. The ratings just keep kind of going up and they keep making and more I think and more that's money. Why they are. I think that's why they are going up because now that there's the, there's the predictability is a little bit. It's kind of like, you know, what's going to, What's going to happen if everyone knows what's going to happen? It's one of those things. Even when you said with the, you know, interviews and stuff like that, people may not like the new stuff because it's like, oh man, these people are just going on the forums and just looking it up every single time or whatever, right? So I, I do like that aspect that they're they have a lot of shock, a little bit of shock value now, right? It's so, definitely so just, more unpredictable for sure. Yeah. So John, you mentioned Triple H, you mentioned Vince. So now with the merger and with Vince being back. Do we have faith that Triple H is still going to be the driving force behind creative? Some of the stuff that they said publicly, but is that the sense, especially with some of the people that you've been talking to and just the way that you've been seeing it yourself? I don't know. I'm a little nervous because Raw seemed a little too Vince-like and it was going really well before that when it was definitely felt like a Triple H-esque show. I know people will say, well, what's the difference? I don't know. You just, when you've been watching wrestling that long and Raw has like no flow to it and it's kind of like the only good thing was the Cody Brock stuff. It just felt like a Vince show when Triple H kind of, I don't know, he made sense. The video packages were there. There's a little bit more wrestling on the show. I don't know. He, he just seemed to have the right flow. I hope Vince doesn't get involved. It, SmackDown didn't seem like he was involved, although I know he was remotely involved. He wasn't there. I know he's not at Raw um, when they were taping in Seattle, but he's remotely kind of linked in. But the only thing is, it just seems like you could kind of tell when Vince is running the show. For whatever reason, to me, you just kind of get a feel for it. It seems a better run when Triple H is, and I hope he's smart enough to realize that Triple H is doing a good job in creative. Maybe if, if there's a mix-up or a mess-up or he does something where, where you know the ratings start going down, maybe Vince should step back in. But for right now, I wouldn't touch it. And, you know, you could watch from afar. You could do it remotely, but don't. Like he even said, it, I don't want to get in the weeds. Please don't get in the weeds. And, and you know, don't, um, I don't know, don't uh, get too heavily involved and push some of the stuff because you can kind of tell, even like Omos, like he came back out of nowhere and got a match against Lesnar. That felt like very Vince-esque. Mm. And I was like, oh, God, that was so. Because he, <laughs> he hadn't won a match in four months on Raw. Triple H wouldn't do that. Triple H would build the guy up. Then Lesnar would beat him. Like he, he kind of knows old school wrestling and what to do. Vince is just like, ah, let's put Omos in there with Lesnar. It's like, well, that doesn't really make sense. Like, so I hope Triple H uh, stays uh, in, in command of creative there, at least with Vince just kind of um, redlining stuff and just picking up stuff here and there. Bell's a big, uh, Bell's a big AEW guy. Well, that was my follow-up question. 
Yeah, so so we're in we're in Winnipeg. So we went to the AEW show in Winnipeg, and uh, Bell somehow could not make it. But um, my pissed. my biggest thing is, and and for uh, for us, the crowd was pretty lively. Everybody was there. But now they're trying to go to a bigger stage. How do you feel about them going to Wembley? Do you think it's too soon? How do you fill up, you know, hundred thousand people, eighty thousand people in that stadium? What what would you do if you were TK? Man, I was like, okay, you know, they go to the O2 or something. You know what I mean? Something that holds like 20,000. Then I was like, wow, Wembley holds 80,000 people. So I was like, wow, that is risky. That's crazy. I know he has some sort of deal with them because the Jaguars play there, I guess, once a year. Um, I know he was actually, they were trying to play there more than once a year. But I know, and uh, yeah, probably from, sense, the, yeah. from the soccer club, I know. So maybe he got the discount on actually running it. So maybe price-wise it worked out. It's just like, venue wise it just seems like it's too big like almost too big for the britches it's like okay you're not wbf you know or wb excuse me uh, going there or, or you know running a stadium show or even wbf SummerSlam 92 when you know you had huge names like macho and warrior and legion of doom and you know flair is, is at the show so i mean you it's to me, it's a little risky, and I don't know if they have the big stars, but I know Goldberg's out there. I know people are not going to want to hear that, but he's out there if you want to get a big name and throw him on there. Uh, Sting should wrestle on the card. Bring back CM Punk. So, I mean, I feel like you got to throw everything out there. I know Soraya isn't, isn't well-liked, but I feel like she's a big name, especially since he's British. Get her in a big match on the card. Uh, get Sasha Banks, Mercedes Renato, uh, Mercedes Monet. Get her on the card. I feel like whatever you got to do is for when you're, you know, TK, Tony Khan, you're booking this thing, you really got to amp this thing up. It's got to be like Punk versus Omega. It's got to be um, MJF versus Goldberg. I don't know, something like that. Big matches. If, if you can do a co-main event, what would you do right on the spot with this with the current roster, knowing that you could bring people in? How, how would you do it, John? Ah, oh, man, I don't know. Like maybe, I don't know. I guess I would put, not Goldberg MJF, yeah, but Goldberg needs, needs to, if you're going to get him, I would sign him, put him in a big match. I'm not sure against who, but it should be somebody maybe uh, that he could, that could take bumps and maybe he could squash, won't kill him. Uh, maybe MJF, damn, I can't even think of a, a credible challenger. If they well, build why, a battle call. Why, why Goldberg? Why, why is he such a hot name? He's a draw, man. He's a huge He's a draw. draw. One of the biggest names of all time. Yeah. And I feel like in AEW, maybe he won't get booed as bad. <laughs> the WWE fans <laughs> I personally, I personally Goldberg. love Goldberg. I'm a, yeah, I'm me a big, too. I, I, me I too. honestly can't believe he came back. Just, the dude just smash mouth. Just, just I love that, that Lesnar that feud six years ago. Character. And that Lesnar yeah. feud six years ago was awesome. Like when he came back and the crowd yeah, was into it, they were shocked. I know he kind of, maybe they didn't want him to beat the fiend or, you know, whatever. Or they, he almost injured Undertaker, but I mean, it, it is what it is, but I just think that he's such a big name. You're going to need him and you're going to need sting wrestling on the card. I would definitely have punk versus Omega somehow, some way as oh. the main event, uh, MJF versus somebody for the title. And I, you got to put like FTR against the Bucks. You got to really like load it up with with a bunch of your guys and a bunch of the big names. So, John, you mentioned uh, Danielson and the way that he's been booked lately. What would you do with Danielson if uh, if you're looking at it from the outside, or if you had the power to do that? Man, to me, they dropped the ball when he was feuding with Adam Page. He should have won the title right then and there. Then you wouldn't have had the CM Punk drama that happened after that because of Adam Page and Punk. So I know that that was a huge drop of the ball. He's already been face and heel like three or four times. It's like, you know, Big Show-itis. Remember they used to turn Big Show? he turn on this guy. he turn on that guy. You know what I mean? Like, they're doing that way too much with Danielson. I don't even know. Like, he should. he's a baby face. I don't know why they're making him a heel now. Um, I know the MJF thing. They're trying to get MJF really over against a strong baby face. 
face and really kind of cement him as as the lead guy in the company and really kind of put him over and make it like AEW guy be the WWE guy. I get that, but I know you got to book Danielson stronger. Um, I don't know, maybe you feud him with Omega a little bit and have like a some dream matches and some legends matches, but. I feel like they killed him already. It's just crazy the booking of Danielson. It's been so helter skelter. It's scary. Yeah, that that club just doesn't make any sense. Um, the Blackpool Fighting Club, or like <laughs> I don't Blackpool know, like, they need to rename it. They need to figure Combat yes. Club, whatever you want to call it. It makes well, zero Regal's sense. Gone. Yeah, Regal's gone. I think, and as well as I think the another big issue with AEW, and I know Bell's going to get mad at me on this, is the, these uh, you know wins and losses. And these titles, you don't know what these titles are all about, right? You know, um, when you, like, for me, like, I, I don't know what a TBS title is. Like, what does that mean? Is it just, is it a TV title? Is there, is it an open weight? What is it? I think what they should have done is, if you're doing wins and losses, they could have kept it simple. They should have done uh, cruiserweight, middleweight, light heavy, heavy, right? Then you have the women's, you're going to have two titles for the women. Pretty simple. You know who's in what. You have sometimes you have Jungle Boy versus, you know, Lance Archer, and you're just like, what? What's going on here? Like this is happening, you know? Like in you're all over the place. Who's who's ready for the title shot? What's the rankings? You know, like if you want to make it a legit sport, pro wrestling that they want to do, they need to start doing something along those lines of rankings and, uh, you know, along those. I think I think to me it would make more sense make more sense to the mainstream audience. But right now, when you're looking at the well, what's the new title that they changed it to? Pacific it used to be something Pacific, like the International Championship. Now, and now it's international. Okay, so what does that mean now? Is it just just another title that's just anyone can grab? Like, what's the difference between each titles? Right, that's hard to say. They kind of they kind of don't make sense. Yeah. And if you look at it, FTR just won the tag titles. They had lost four matches in a row. So I guess the rankings and the wins and losses don't matter to some people. Like very weird. It, the booking is all over the place. Right. And, and even, even um, just to add on to that, that title that uh, Taz used to have the uh, FTW title. And then there's, well, there's another title that like, that's kicking around. It's like, well, what do these titles even mean? Like what, you know, too many, they just, they're just props now they're meaningless. Right. So what what are you gonna do with that? And then, you know, and then they do the Forbidden Door, where, you know, you'll have the U.S. Uh, IWGP coming in wrestling, whoever for the title. Like, like where where is this going? There's no there's there's no goal. It seems like right. As an average fan, like I'll consider myself an average fan for AEW. Like for me, I couldn't even tell you what their what their own version of WrestleMania is. You know, I, I guess think, it's I think supposed that... to be all out, I guess. But now all is it going to be all, now it's going to be all in? I don't know because this is their biggest show. <laughs> yeah, so, right. Yeah, so it's weird. So it's very confusing as a fan. Even if you want to, like, I want to get back into it as much as as I can. I think for me, the build of WrestleMania was got me back into even more watching it. Before I used to be like, hey, you know, I'll take a look at a video, you know, a TikTok, whatever, see clips and stuff like that. You'll watch that, and even listening to your podcast, John, like I'll. I'll listen to some stuff that goes on, and I, that's where I get my info, right? And um, some uh, a few other podcasts, but but as a fan, you're just like, well, where do I start? How do I go? And it seems like if you don't know some of these wrestlers, you're you're already out of the loop, and you're just like, oh, okay, well, I'm behind now. I, I don't I don't know what's what's the you know match between this uh, Vikingo. Let's use Vikingo for example. 
he he was against um, uh, Kenny Omega. He was like, okay, well, who is this guy? Like, where did he come from? What? Why, why is he? Why are they wrestling each other? What's what? You know, what's the story behind it, right? So, yeah, it's sometimes they got to do video packages or something to catch. Fans yeah. Up. You know, it's like things like, e- like simple, easy things like that. And I know they obviously have a good video production team, too. So they're probably chomping at the bit to give them homework and stuff <laughs> to do. You know what I mean? So I don't know why they don't do that stuff more. It's almost like so simple and it's so obvious, but they just don't utilize it. Yeah, the yeah, video well, packages back in the day were just legendary, man. Like leading up and just showing you exactly what's happening. And it would be like two, three minutes then all of a sudden, and then they meet at WrestleMania, and then it's just like, holy shit, I just know everything. And you know, and it's jam-packed. It wasn't just a quick 20 seconds. Like, they told you everything that happened, right? Yeah. Well, it's I, almost like overkill sometimes with WB. It's like, oh, my God, I've seen this video 10 times. But, like, okay, yeah. I get it. Cody Rhodes finished the story. Again, yeah, I've seen this video 10 times. But it's it's yeah. good. I mean, it, it gets you kind of into it and makes sense. Because sometimes AEW is like, wait, why are they feuding it? Like, it would be nice to have the video package or the recap or, you know, something to, to build it up, thread it through the show or whatever. The Vikino stuff, it's funny. That almost worked um, to their advantage because the ratings went up for uh, Omega versus Vikino. Uh, I almost think because people online were so mad that, that they were calling a dream match with no bill. <laughs> people like, Wait, no, I got to check watching. this out. Yeah, like hate watching almost. Yeah. But I was like, wow, that, that kind of worked for them in a weird way because the rating never goes up for the main event. It always goes down. But I was like, wow, it actually went up. They actually gets, uh, got a good number. But I was very familiar with him because uh, I follow a lot of stuff Conan does. I follow Triple H. So I was familiar. But a buddy of mine messaged me and we're like, who is this guy? And I, and I, like, I had explained to him. He goes, why are you explaining to me? He's like, shouldn't they explain? Explained it. I'm like, I know. It's, it's like, it's almost like you want to hit them over the head with a hammer. It's like, hello, just give these people a video, a package, highlight something. And it's funny, the week after they did the little video package of that with Vikino and uh, Omega, I'm like, why would you do something? You have, you could use the AAA stuff. They'll give you the footage. Like, you know, yeah, you could yeah. use it. Crazy. It's almost like they realized after the fact. But I mean, even when they first started, it seemed to be that they were like the wrestling for like, the wrestling fans that knew kind of kind of like tongue in cheek kind of like highbrow being like if you don't know who these guys are like you probably should at this point but i don't think you can expand and get to mainstream popularity just by trying to keep it just strictly hey this is for the true wrestling fan yeah but but at one point i'm gonna say at least five years ago you had a you had superstar indie wrestlers if you want to call it um you know you had your uh adam cole's you know, you know, you had your young bucks at the time, you know, you, you had all these guys in ring of honor and they were all there. And to me, they were all stars, man. Like you can see it even ring of honor with their, with their limited budget. They had video packages. You understood the stories. You understood the correlation of them wrestling against new Japan, all these other things, right? You, you understood everything that was happening as a wrestling aspect, but with AEW, just like you said, John and, and Bill, and and be your 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 stories. You're just like, well, did I miss something? Like, like did I miss an hour? Did, did I miss a clip that I was supposed to watch? Like, <laughs> like, you have to reach out and figure this out yourself, rather than them trying to keep you lured in, right? 
I feel like sometimes, like you almost have to have your phone ready. It's like, wait, what? How did the? And then you almost, you know, you got to look it up. You're like, did that? Did I miss right. BTE or did I miss a YouTube video? Like, you almost feel like you missed something, but they just have not done a good job of connecting. They almost need somebody like a booker that would be like the continuity person, like the guy that's like, well, we have to make sense of this. Let's put this together. This, you know, maybe need to put a video package here, or, or let's, you know, let's build this up a little bit better here, or this doesn't make sense here. They just need something else i know tony does a million different things he's got a million different hats that he wears but he needs some help with, with the, the booking and the continuity and the storylines and putting things together i won't and lie I would... well, who, who's that released the game right now, John? well that's I what that i was that'll... hoping oh, that, don't, don't get me started on that video game okay that's John, that's who's, something else. who's the agents right now uh, at AEW? so christopher daniels is there jerry lynn is there uh, i know d malenko is there um, Arn is there, but Arn's not really an agent. But I guess you know they could still use, you know, obviously uh, his smarts. I know QT Marshall helps out with a bunch of stuff. So uh, Sanjay so Dutt is an agent. Those guys, they should just use those guys. Right? I don't know. It feels like they're not using them to their full potential for sure. Definitely not using them to their full potential. With 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 full potential, there. Sorry, one more to hear, Bill. Um, the commentating team. With WWE and AEW, how do you feel about these teams? Do you feel it's not? Do you feel it's unique? Do you feel something's missing? Maybe let's start with the AEW side. How do you feel about that three-man uh, trio? Uh, JR, um, Excalibur, and sorry, and who's the other? Who's the last guy that? Uh, Tony Schiavone, and then Tony Schiavone, uh, yeah, Taz too on Dynamite. Yeah. Taz, yeah, yeah, and Jericho here and there, right? So, I don't know. How do you Sometimes feel about I... that? Do you think? Do you think it's too much, or do you think well, like? What's what's missing on there? Because you have legendary guys there. I kind of like just a two man team. I know that they like their three man team. I'm not a big Excalibur guy. Not that he's bad in it at all. I mean, he knows all the current guys. He knows all the current moves. I don't. I just miss Jr. being like the lead guy with maybe just one other person because it it doesn't have a big fight feel to it. When Jr.'s right. on and, and calling the match and stuff, it that just to me has a has a big fight feel to it. You kind of get exactly. more into it as a fan. It's Even like that Michael, Al Michaels aspect. Of yeah. It. Oh man, I was saying that listening to some of the games this year. I forget who replaced him on NBC. Oh, it's Tariko. I was like, he's good, but doesn't have that like right. important feel to it. And they put him on Amazon, and he's doing horrible games every week. The game's on. <laughs> so it's like he's Hard he's talking about yeah, he's like talking about gambling half the time. He's like, <laughs> I wonder what we got on this one, Kirk. You know, but <laughs> Al Michaels big fight your big game field jr big fight field for sure and, and michael cole i gotta be honest he's been great I've, I've been really enjoying him not so much um uh kevin patrick the irish guy on raw yeah. Corey graves is good but i'm not really into him as much i feel like he's got to find himself but michael cole has been great he kind of has that big fight feel to him he's been doing good and wade barrett's good so i like the smackdown announced team and pat mcafee whenever he's around is, isn't bad either mm -hmm. i mean at least yeah, he's, he's like super cool. into it. he's like super passionate 